All right, let's talk about an issue that, frankly, it seems like no one really wants to talk about, but to me, it's a really big deal, so we're going to fucking talk about it. You probably saw the title, and either you're curious of what the fuck I'm going to talk about, uh, you're worried about me, or you're worried about yourself, and any of those options really is okay. Um, the, the first thing that I want to start by saying which is kind of, I think, the biggest reason that nobody, that, that a lot of people don't talk about suicide is because it will seem like a call for help. Um, that's not what this podcast is. This is uh, education-based, story-based, and kind of opening the door for a conversation, okay? It's unfortunate that that's part of what comes with talking about suicide is kind of you have to say but I'm not going to kill myself okay well at least it's respectful to do so because people are way more willing to help you than they are to help themselves so if you bring it up you will you will have an army okay so I do want to say I'll, I'll probably say it again later but it just came in my mind um that if you have a story, a relatable, or, or, or a story that you feel like you'd like to get off your chest, you'd like to share, uh, you're welcome to do so in the comments. I, re I read every comment. Um, and if you want to take it a step further, I'd be more than willing to have a guest on my podcast who has been uh, affected by suicide or has been there themselves, either an attempt or uh, something of that nature and how they got through it and what it was like and how they got out of it. I think that would be super useful uh, to everyone who watches this. I think it'd be educational to me. Um, and it's always a really good reminder of our mortality and, and of our human nature. Okay, so that is a pretty good preface. Um, it always shocks me how common suicides are. Okay. 50% of people, I don't know which age this survey was taken at, but 50% of people knew someone in within this survey that I just read in the U.S. 50% uh, of people knew someone who had killed themselves and knew someone, like, personally. Um, that's a lot, okay? You're, you are one degree of separation away or you will come in contact with someone who kills themselves. And even higher chance of someone who will attempt it or has attempted it. Um, it's almost guaranteed that you or someone you know has met someone who has or will try to kill themselves. Okay, let that sink in. Like, our impacts on people matter, okay? This matters a lot. This is a big deal. That's that's about a one hundred percent chance, you know, especially in the day, especially in the days of social media. Okay, that's a really big deal. That's worth paying attention to. It's worth remembering, most days, you know, if you can. So basically, it's thirteen out of a hundred thousand people, and I believe that was twenty nineteen. Uh, thirteen out of a hundred thousand people. Um, that's a lot. You've been to concerts stadiums packed you know maybe it's just 10,000 people you know but 
there there are that means there's people in every packed room that you know you can have an effect on that you can definitely help guide people towards or away some sort of final decision like that i think the big thing that i'm trying to realize for myself is you're going to come across it no matter what you do so you might as well be prepared beforehand and you might as well make sure you do your job to not push someone towards that okay that's kind of basic human nature but these numbers are crazy like 1.5 million attempts in 2019 that is crazy um, and also another thing that I think is is insane is that 95% of adults think it can be prevented. I'm open to an argument here. I think a small no, I think a small percentage of it can be attempt. Uh, I think a small percentage of it can be uh, prevented. I don't think we're going to completely eradicate it. I don't think we're going to pe- completely eradicate people killing themselves. I think it's a natural instinct, actually. Um, it seems to me most people, it, it seems to me that it's crossed most people's minds. Not always in a serious manner, but, you know, the thought has come up, and sometimes in a much more serious manner than, than, than you'd expect. I think that's a little bit, I don't know how I'm reading this statistic or how it was taken, but that seems like an absolute brain-dead statistic, the fact that 95% of adults think it can be prevented. What are we doing to prevent it then? Like, I never heard about any of it. Like, I know about the hotlines. I know the hotlines have helped people. Um, but basically what I'm getting at is, uh, unfortunately, the nature of it the nature of wanting to kill yourself, um, isn't someone else's problem to solve. Um, other people will help tremendously. They will. They might even be the thing that gets you through it. Um, isolation is one of the leading uh, causes to suicides, especially in young men and older men, actually. Um isolation is a a massive problem but being around people doesn't solve the problem i think something that i heard that really made a big difference in me in the way that the way that i look at it um is killing yourself doesn't stop the pain it just transfers it um so it's kind of our burden to bury to our burden to carry uh in being alive that we that's kind of a uh honorable job of ours that we have especially if you have i don't know if it's a gene especially if you have the gene that hurts you know that make thing that makes things hurt uh if you know what i mean you know what i mean um but there's no way to kill it you'll only be you'll only be giving it up you'll only be giving it to someone else uh and i don't like the idea of stopping there well i don't kill myself because because my mom because what you know because she would hurt you know that's a really good reason if you're on the uh, brink of destruction but i don't think that's the final reason 
I think that I think an honorable choice is to do our best to take this flame that's burning and out of control and painful and to capture it, right? And to reduce it in size and to take all that emotion and then turn it into something that's different and more positive and can have a positive impact on the people around you because then you have done your job as a human. You take a suffering, you take an existence that is suffering by definition and you run it through your body and your heart and your feelings and your soul and you transform it into something that is better than what you than what you started with. Um, to me, that is what it means when you say you can't kill the pain, you just pass it along. It's like, this is our job. This is each of our jobs that we have, okay? I really believe that. I believe that you're predisposed to some way of thinking for a reason, right? We're predisposed to certain emotions for a reason. Certain emotions arise for a reason, okay? Every time you beat those... You emerge victorious um, and you have something positive to give to the world. Okay. It's not just enough. I don't think it's enough just to, st just to not do it because someone else would hurt. It's like, that's a really good start, but let's keep going. Right. And, and in the act of pushing forward, in the act of progression, you find more and more reasons to take another step, to take one more step, to take another step, right? Sometimes that's all we have, one step at a time, okay? Okay, and the last statistic that I will rattle off is uh, that it was the second leading cause of death between 10 and 34-year-olds in 2015. Number two cause of death. Let that sink in, okay? Drinking, driving, drinking and driving, cigarettes, uh, fucking base jumping, like, number two, there's plenty of things that kill plenty of people every year, cancer, diseases, famine, like, there's plenty of ways for people to die okay the fact that the number two leading clause cause between 10 and 34 year olds in 2015 was purposely ending their own lives okay this is a problem all right it's not just a problem for young people but i feel like that's who i can speak to i'm 24 right i don't know if a 54 year old Okay, I can't relate to those kind of problems. Okay, I don't know what it's like. I'm not going to sit here arrogantly to tell you to write a fucking list about gratitude. Okay? And just be happy. Like, I know that's not how it works. But the fact that 10-year-olds to 34-year-olds, that this is like almost a leading cause of death. Um... We're going to fucking talk about it all the time now, actually. Like, 
we're going to talk about it all the fucking time. Because why are we not? If there was something else killing 25-year-olds, like we would talk about it, all right? And I think people think it's awkward. I think people feel like just exploring the curiosity is too big of a cry for help. And I just don't believe that. I think there are ways around it. I, I, I believe that those things are true, but I don't believe that it is fanat, like it is the final thing. Like, oh, I can't, I can't talk about it because it'll be too much of a cry for help, and I don't want that. It's like, well, it's better than killing yourself. Um, okay, who to talk to? This is an interesting one. Okay, we're all going to differ on opinions here. Um, who to talk to is a very important question. Uh, not everyone can afford therapy. I understand that. Not everyone has insurance. Not everyone has the infrastructure. Uh, not everyone... Uh, that does not everyone's setting, right? So there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, friends and family. It's a tough one. I agree with that. Friends and family is an awkward one. Nonetheless. It's... it's sometimes the people who relate to you most will relate to you the least at the same time on certain issues right and this might be one of them so my heart's with you on that one hotlines i've never called a hotline i don't know what it's about you might feel like you're bothering them um older people that you barely know are actually like a fucking great option to be honest older people someone a little someone older than you who seems relatively put together on the surface um that you know through a friend or through family or through work or through school or through some avenue of life um that you can ask like if they've ever dealt with it right and reading these fucking statistics and all the conversations I've had with friends and family and colleagues now, since I've been a little bit more open about this subject for about two years, um, I haven't come across someone who doesn't relate. Okay. I haven't come across someone who hasn't thought about it, who hasn't taken it seriously, who hasn't gotten over that hump, who's, who's older than me. Okay. So this is a real thing that we're just keeping a secret. Okay, I'm fucking sick of it. I think that's actually my favorite option of who to talk to. Personally, someone a little older who looks like they have some things together on the surface and you ask them if they went through anything like that. They'll be curious. They'll probably ask. You can say that you're not comfortable talking about it. You can say that you're okay. You can say that you know, just keep this between us. Um, <clears throat> people will understand most often better than you think. Okay. Uh, another thing that I think, well, let's go back one, one step. Let's go back to therapy. Okay. If you can get therapy, do it. If this is something that's on your head and you can get therapy, do it. Because, uh, it's not normal for us to want to end our lives, okay? It's normal to, for us to not want to be in pain anymore. And we run out of ways to do that. Or we feel like it's completely uh, inescapable and overwhelming. Right? We've run out of options. We've run out of options. 
<clears throat> and when we run out of options, that's really where the pain starts getting exponentially worse and things start looking real bleak. Okay. Therapy, a good therapist, can help you if you're willing to be a part of it and be a part of the work and be a part of therapy and not just show up, you know, can help you understand what's going on, okay? Can help you understand that there's other things that come into play. Like, are you hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Like, that's a fucking good one. Sounds dumb on the surface, but that's a fucking good one, okay? Um... Therapy is also a great place because you can have room to explore like a lot of different areas of your life. Okay. You can explore relationships, business. You can explore happiness. You can explore food. You can explore uh, sleep schedules and, you know, maybe have trouble closing your eyes because all your memories flash through your head and then you get adrenaline rush and then you can't sleep and then your tiredness kills your appetite. And then by 6 p.m. the next day, you want to fucking die. It's like, okay. At least I can see where this, where this thing started snowballing now. Okay, therapy's great for that. They don't have their hand in the game, but you have someone who supports you. Pay them to support you. Whatever, it all means the same to me. Um, let's talk about uh, static depression versus active depression. I guess... I guess that's what we'll call it. Okay. No one wants to be stuck. Okay. If you can't move. If you can't move, that's bad. It's just bad for your mental health. Okay. If you can't move, then you isolate. You know, it's this. It's these snowballs that, that really get us. It's these snowballs that really end up killing us. Okay. It's never one thing. Okay. So one thing I really am pushing for you guys to do and hear is notice where this snowball starts. Okay. Notice where this snowball starts rolling. Don't look at the end product so much. Don't look at this big giant fucking mess of depression and drama and snow and trauma and, you know, suicidal thoughts. And then, you know, don't look at that as a face value. Look where this snowball started. Okay, and go back to that. Because that's a manageable problem. One one step at a time, right? You're going to have to drudge through the pain, but life is suffering. Inaction versus action. Talking to people is important. We're social creatures by nature, okay? I get introversion and I get extroversion. I've been through both. I've been through intense introversion um i'm actually socially extroverted now which is even frustrating for me to say because i identify so hard as introverted um i'm socially extroverted now in a certain way i spend a lot of time alone but like people aren't like me and I understand that, that I'll never meet another person that's like me. So I have to go on my own path to explore that. That's everyone, right? No one is ever going to meet a human that is like them. Okay, so right now when I'm trying to build this fucking company, um, 
I'm editing videos, I'm making videos, I'm making podcasts, I'm training, I'm working out, I'm going skating, I'm trying to get my diet better, I'm going to yoga class, I'm trying to sleep good, like, I haven't been going out and partying, like, there's just not a lot of room for a bunch of socializing, and when I get too social and I start sacrificing career, that's a worse depression than the one of of lacking a bit of social. So I made my career a little bit involve both, right? I had to be creative. Podcasting's great because I can work on my career and have a good conversation with someone at the same time. Okay. It was creative. I know I noticed my values through therapy and whatnot. I noticed my values and I tried to aim towards that. So I could start having more of an active pursuit on life an active feeling of of climbing a mountain or, or of putting one foot in front of the other in pieces that are important to me. That's what I was trying to get at in the, the inactive depression versus active depression. Yes, I, I struggle with depression I have for many years, okay? I'm happy to open up about it, happy to talk about it. It doesn't really seem like a problem to me. It just, it just, do, it doesn't seem like it's some big scary issue that we should hide. A lot of my friends struggle, okay? It's different than sadness. I'm actually a pretty happy person, okay? But t- being able to take action on your own life and start to feel like you're putting one foot in front of the other towards things that you think you want, at least are as sure as you can be, that's one of the most realistic antidotes to uh, suicidal thoughts for me, actually. 100% honest. Like, therapy's great. Obviously, it was probably necessary. It is probably necessary for me. You know, I noticed when I go a week without it. Um, but also, accountability coaching was a bigger difference to me quickly because it because it because I took action because that is the pursuit of action I was no longer stuck someone helped me make moves right and this is like a year and some change ago someone helped me make moves it's a big deal I started moving all of a sudden I started moving through the world again and that's a good feeling new sights new feelings new things Um, as an artist, okay, as an artist, you have the option to open up about it in your music, in your art, to start putting it into your, into your pictures, into your paintings, into your videos, into your podcasts, into your music, you have that option, okay, and that can be the same as talking about it to someone. If talking about it to someone face-to-face isn't your option, that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to look a friend in the eye and tell them that, you know, that's what crossed your mind last night. But I think it's important to do that in some way. Write it in your notebook. Record yourself talking about it. Just so you can watch it later, okay? Because watching yourself say things to yourself can trigger a better empathy response than than you'll get from just thinking the thoughts, right? It can kind of remove you from the from the from the terrible cycle that 
is just within your thoughts. So it can kind of remove you from that. So I'm just about to wrap this up, which is which sucks because I have this one idea that keeps coming and going. I keep forgetting. Um, but I would say try everything before you go off any any in any think about you know killing yourself try fucking everything okay get off drugs and alcohol stop drinking okay definitely stop drinking 100% stop drinking stop taking pills if you're on antidepressants like do your best to not let that stop you from doing the work that you need to do. Like if it takes a little bit of the pain away, cool. But, um, we don't want the antidepressants to stop you from making progress, you know? Give yourself options in your career. Okay. You don't want to feel stuck anywhere. Don't worry so much about what people think about, like, if you want to make art, make art, okay? If you want to be a fucking bodybuilder, be a bodybuilder. It doesn't matter if you're good at it. If anyone tells you it matters, they're they're just fucking lying to your face. Like, they don't know the stakes. Hey, dude, I was going to fucking kill myself. Let me be bad at bodybuilding. Who gives a shit? It's better than how I was, okay? Which is, like, another pretty good, another decent... uh segue it's like what you eat and what you put in your body matters okay i'm in much worse mood if i eat a bunch of sugar okay i know this what you put in your body matters you eat and you exercise and you you have a good sleep schedule you know you wake up at a similar time every day and you have a kind of a semi-normalized circadian rhythm like some things are a little more manageable Okay. Um, so yeah, to close this, uh, I was not trying to say like, it's easy. Hey, make a fucking list and make a fucking gratitude list and be happy. You you know, I'm smarter than that. I've been through, I've been through more than that. I didn't really talk about my personal experience, uh, very much. But I think for today's episode, enough was enough was shared. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't want to just distract to distract it from uh, the idea that we're just opening a fucking conversation. Like we're gonna build a community here. Hopefully, I mean people are already here a little bit, so that's cool. Um. But the people in the comments, like the people who watch the videos and like them and who will be here for a long time, like I want this conversation to be open from the beginning, okay? I want guests who come on to be comfortable talking about these stories because the odds are one person at least has watched or will watch these videos that have thought about or have tried to kill themselves, okay? The odds are over time. That that, that that person will come in here, okay? That's a big deal. 
all right we're, we're dealing with some important things here okay so um, I think I've shared personally enough about my story for the opening kind of opening the door of that conversation <clears throat> I can't say I've had tremendous help from my friends my family my therapist and people close to me my career my fitness my trainer um, people supporting me like I've had tremendous help from from you guys uh, my listeners my viewers like I don't think uh people around me understand just how much they've impacted me uh, I think that's super special and you know I think that a lot of that comes from me not being too shy when it comes to needing some help because I realize that you can't really ask for help and be embarrassed at the same time you're kind of you got a loaded deck like you kind of gotta just go for it but I was also really fortunate in the situation I was in. I had a really nice place to talk about all this stuff and explore it and ask friends about it who were willing to open up. And, you know, this is an important thing to me. And I think it will be an important thing to me for a very long time. So thank you for listening. Uh, I will see you guys. I will see you guys soon.